We started this year with a series of shows called Building a Better Year. It was great. We talked about setting goals, pursuing high impact habits, and developing a weekly rhythm. And then March happened. We're halfway through 2020, so we thought on this week's show we'd take a step back and try to get some perspective. We wanted to build a better year, but what is it that God has been teaching us? Stick around and let's talk about it. Hi, friends. I'm Abigail, and I'm joined with my good friends, Keith and Andrew. Hey, guys. Uh, we are here today to talk about what we have learned from the Lord in 2020 so far. Just in case you didn't know, we are halfway through with this year that we've got going on. We can't believe it, um, but the Lord has been teaching us some cool things. And we spent some time this last week just kind of going over what we feel like the Lord's been teaching us. It was really fun and inspiring, and I hope that this will inspire you and maybe give you some time to contemplate what the Lord has been teaching you as well. But before we get started, if you are new to our channel, our goal is to help you live and share your faith in everyday places of life. If that's something you're interested in, and if you would like to get some cool tools and tips, we have a bunch of those for how to be a disciple in the everyday places of life. And uh, that's basically it. So you should subscribe. Hit the little bell below if you're on YouTube, the subscribe button if you're on some sort of a podcast channel. We want to see you back here next time. We promise we'll have some cool stuff for you. All right. So let's get started, guys. 2020. It's been something. <laughs> It definitely has. You know, I was thinking about how we started this year off, which seems like you said, it seems like it's been two years ago, but we actually started this year with this show with a series called Building a Better Year. And it was great. I mean, in January, we talked about setting goals <laughs> and uh, high impact habits and establishing a weekly rhythm. And of course, uh, then March happened. So, so we thought it would be fun, like you said, Abby, since we're halfway through this uh, crazy year, maybe to take a step back and just uh, do a little bit of an assessment. You know, we, we know what we wanted to do, but probably all of our listeners would agree that the year hasn't played out the way any of us thought it would. But that doesn't mean that God isn't doing something. So we thought this might be a fun opportunity to step back and just assess what is it that God's teaching us personally. Hopefully that will encourage people who are listening today. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I should have brought like as a prop my 2020 day planner. It's the saddest. Mm. I mean, I really used to love that thing and now it's just depressing. There's nothing happening. And I washed off our big uh, monthly calendar that we used to use to like keep track of all the cool things going on in our lives. And I washed that sucker off back in March and I have not... <laughs> brought it back. It's still yeah. blank as anything. You have to use it for something else. But yeah, before we get into anything depressing, we really do not want to do that today. Um, we would like to spend some time maybe just sharing what we're grateful for this year, like dig real deep dudes and come <laughs> up with what you feel like the Lord has kind of put on your heart to be grateful for. Yeah, oh, that's a good, that's a good, good start, Abby. We need that uh, optimism in our lives right now. I think uh, I'm more grateful for God than I've ever been. So every moment I get to get with God, whether it's spending time in scriptures or a meaningful prayer or the small times that we get to connect in person and see each other. Uh, I know for those of us who are whose love language is physical touch, 
we're probably dying on the inside right now. But uh, yeah, I think God's been still abundantly faithful. Uh, there's been a lot of moments where I'm spending time in the Word and He's revealing something, and I'm like, man, thank you so much, Lord. Like, I love you because, uh, you know, you look out and it's all dark. You know, you turn on the news and it's all dark. So you're like, man, there's, here's the light right here. And uh, yeah, like, obviously we brought our, me and Steph had a baby, baby Joseph, this uh, year. So he's a he's a COVID baby, you know, no big deal. So uh, he'll have that forever. <laughs> but that was awesome. It's been neat to bring him into the family and have his sister and brother adjust to having him home and us growing our marriage. So uh, despite all of the challenges and the adversity, it's been a good year. It's been a good year to lean on God for sure. Yeah, we actually um, went through a little exercise this week in preparation for this show where we just kind of thought through several questions. And actually, at the end, we'll, we'll uh, share those with you guys, maybe put those in the uh, the video description here. But that was the, the question we wanted to start with is, you know, what are you grateful for? Because it has been such a crazy year and so many things haven't worked out that it can be a temptation to be ungrateful or maybe just to, to not necessarily that you're negative, but that you're just so over, sort of overwhelmed and you don't take the time to really think about what is it that we're grateful for. And so, you know, as I was thinking about that, I would say family and uh, close friends is something that has really come to mind. And um, we'll talk more about this, but sometimes, especially maybe in our society, life can get so busy that you don't necessarily value those relationships or you don't realize how much they mean to you. And so uh, that's something that has definitely come to the fore for me. And then I would say um, something I'm grateful for as I was thinking about this was just the the simple things in life. Um, the ability to go outside and exercise or to be in nature has mm. been uh, great. And it's something that I don't want to take for granted. Um, or even just reading is something that um, I wouldn't say I've rediscovered, but it's it's definitely something that I've valued more during this time. So, but what about you, Abigail? What what are some things that you're grateful for? Yeah, I am also really grateful for nature. Um, we have been taking daily nature walks um, all the way up into this last week. This is the first week since March where we have not taken a daily wow. walk. And it was only because my daughter got her tonsils out. And even, I'm about to tell you what a bad mom I am, even during this week when my kids would be on the couch, like on the iPad for 50 million hours, um, I would like sneak out and walk our neighborhood back and forth in front of our house, um, which if you do five times is a mile, it's real nice. depressing. But all that to say, I realized that that was like getting me through like in a huge, huge way. Um, I pray better when I'm walking. Um, I just feel better afterwards. Andrew's been talking about this for a while <laughs> and I always just smiled and nodded. <laughs> but it's true. Andrew was right. It everybody. only took a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So anyway, Andrew was correct about this one and I'm here to... to put my endorsement behind walking. Um, I think you guys run, but I just walk in like a quick little pace. <laughs> it's a trillion bazillion degrees in Texas right now. So uh, you can't do anything exertive unless you have, can take a shower. So yes, I'm very grateful um, for my times in the word and my daily walks. They have gotten me through sanity wise. Um, and I think now more than ever, I realize, I mean, like I couldn't skip them. I can't skip my time in the word. Hmm. I can't skip, 
skip my daily walk. Like I can't skip those times that are really recentering me in a way that all the other stuff really does not. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for that. And I'm really grateful for my church family. Um, they have been so awesome during this season. Um, having to do church on zoom is hard (laughs) and they've really put up with it and been awesome. And our church has actually grown, which is crazy. It's grown Mm. during the pandemic. (laughs) And we've even been able to add friends that are not physically in San Antonio um, just for this sort of period of time. And because we're all online, we've been able to just easily add people that are maybe going through something and need some extra church time. We've had a couple of those people. We've had people whose churches aren't really doing much. And so they needed just a little supplemental church time. And then we've even had friends um, just this last week who joined us because they're PCSing with the military. And so they're kind of without church for um, about a month. So I've actually been grateful for Zoom and like a perverse sort of way because it's made us more available to those who might need us. So it's been kind of a cool thing. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, technology in general is something that I've been grateful for, you know, to try to imagine what it would be like without things like zoom or podcasts or videos like this. Um, you know, we would just, we wouldn't be as connected as we're able to be. So it's not, it's not a one-to-one replacement, but it is something that, um, I'm grateful for. Andrew, did you have to go to the do it do it at home haircut man? Have you have you felt it at That's all right. with the haircutting so I'm, man? So. I'm grateful for a barber <laughs> I'm that will actually do like haircuts at home. Andrew, stay fresh, man. My, Every podcast, he's been good. I'm like, my bro, mobile you gotta... barber. Uh, no, Lakeith is. <laughs> does a pretty good job cutting hair and it has been, yeah. I mean, that's been something that's yeah, been shut down think. as far as here in California. I don't know if it's the same in other parts of the country, but for sure. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a crazy season. I have not gotten haircut clearly <laughs> <laughs> and it's hot. So I'm regretting it now. Um, so that is one challenge that a lot of people have faced. So what about you guys personally? What are some things that have been challenging for maybe just you personally? It doesn't have to be on the grand scale. Um, what has this year brought about for you? Yeah, well, I've, I've shared this with uh, you guys on the team, but um, by nature, I am a doer. That's, that's how I'm wired. But I would say even more than that, that I'm a builder. Like I really like to see things grow and progress. And so I really struggled, especially the first, I would say, six to eight weeks of the quarantine because it was hard to do and it was even harder to build. And so um, that was actually a big challenge for me personally. And I was um, struggling with, I would say, discouragement, but then also it just sort of bled into apathy um, because, you know, I, I, I couldn't do, I couldn't build. And so it was sort of like, well, what am what is my motivation? But I think that was actually um, something that God has been using in my own life to sort of hopefully recenter me around, well, what is my motivation? Um, and and uh, by nature, I'm someone who wants to, to try to overcome problems. And so I think that's been a good lesson that, hey, there are, there are some seasons, there are some things that happen that you're not going to overcome them. And that's not even what God is wanting you to do. Perhaps God is wanting you to uh, have a season of rest or a season to reflect or mm-hmm. a season to um, review your priorities. And so I think that's kind of been, I would say that's something I still struggle with is this idea of wanting to do, wanting to build, um, but then trying to be 
alert to what God is teaching me. So that's that's been the biggest challenge that came to my mind. How about you, Keith? Yeah, for sure. If you, and if you know Andrew, like on a personal, like deeper level, that's uh, it's rare to see him discouraged or you know challenged about some of that. So it has been unique on, as a friend to watch him, you know, go through that and overcome. But uh, I think Abby, you you spoke on it earlier, but just the idea of not skipping a day or not missing a day. Um, yeah, I think uh, we don't want to seem like we're coming off as, hey, if you do this, 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 and this, God's going to love you, because we know that's not true. But we do know that, yeah, you have to spend time with God. Uh, if I didn't spend any time with my wife, you know, we wouldn't have a close relationship. Like, it, our, our relationship would suffer, you know. Same thing with friends. So I think it's similarly with God. I think uh, the moments where I've chosen to sleep in a little bit or leave the house late to go to work or set up something in the morning and not meet with God, I've definitely suffered for it throughout the day. So that's been a challenge for sure. Um, and I think just communication, we're all in closer quarters, being quarantined and with the kids and then, you know, with the family. So uh, just trying to figure out how to work through that, communicate love and be gentle to the kids because like you said, Abby, they can spend a lot of time on the technology and just uh, zoning out and vegging out. So, uh, but then it forces us to be creative because it's not their fault. Like we have to provide better alternatives and healthy alternatives. So that's been a challenge, but uh, it's been a good one, I guess, because I'm learning a ton for sure. Yeah. Oh man. I, I did, I told our church last week that I did a science experiment to see what truly happens when you give your kids unlimited screen time. The results are in friends. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, not my children. They would get mm. off of them and they would just be like, ah, like little tiny zombies. Mm. It was, it was real. It's a real thing. All those articles that they put in the New York times, they're legit. Um, I just had never tried it before. So <laughs> now I know. Um, I agree with Andrew for sure about being a doer. Uh, we definitely are the same in that regard. Um, I actually wrote an article. I don't remember when it was sometime this last year about what I learned um, back in January. So it was before COVID even started. The Lord really spoke to me about just my inherent need to fix things. Um, and to any time I'm in something that I don't enjoy, I don't like, I see other people suffering, um, someone in my family, anything, I'm like immediately in doer mode and I want to fix it. And if I can't fix it, then I am just like, mm, like super frustrated until I can, I just become zoned in. I can't focus on anything else. I'm just going to fix this problem. Uh, well, <laughs> I could not fix this year. Like I <laughs> couldn't just get a handle on all the things that needed fixing and just felt like everyone was in pain. Everyone was hurting. Um, and it was really, really hard for a while there. And it wasn't until the Lord just took me back to January and reminded me of that uh, lesson that he taught me of just sitting in and in that particular article, I talked about sitting in the rain. And so I literally had to sit in cold rain because uh, that's what he told me to do. And so I kind of started to think of of this year as just my cold rain. Like I have to sit in it. Um, sometimes we have to be in the hard times to be able to get out of it, to get be able to move forward, to maybe even hear the lessons that we're supposed to hear. Um, and so that's really been a struggle for me to, to do then do that. And so then the other really huge challenge um, has been that it's shown me all of my idols, <laughs> which I also wrote about in another article. Mm -hmm. You guys, 
Yeah, and then over to our blog. <laughs> I really bear my soul over there periodically. <laughs> so if you want to know the nitty gritty about what's going on with me, you should check out our blog. New articles every Monday. Anyway, <laughs> all that to say, <laughs> yeah, minor little ad break. Uh, yeah, ad break. So I also talked about just all the things that God showed me that I used to kind of distract me. Um, like, you were, t you know, even just the simple things like watching shows on Netflix instead of, you know, doing something a little bit more meaningful. Um, I think um, I started to see the things that I was really relying on, um, the things I was using to distract me from 2020 <laughs> even. Um, and so it was, it's been really challenging and humbling because I was like, I have it together. I've got it, you know, I've got this together. But no, I don't. So I learned that. <laughs> yeah, I think 2020 has been has been very humbling for sure. And I would say the, the same, Abigail, that that's one of the um, one of the lessons that I'm learning is, you know, what do we really run to to help us cope, to help us to help us get yeah. through? So, yeah, I would agree with that. What you were sharing there. <laughs> so that actually kind of segues nicely into our next question, which is, um, have your values and commitments changed at all this year? Yeah, I think for me, they definitely have. Uh, I don't, you guys might or might not notice about me, but I don't love labels. Like, I don't like to put us in a box and be like, uh, as far as like leadership qualities or styles and be like, hey, you're this or you're that, you know. Uh, but I think I've had to be humble, too, and learn that I'm geared more as a shepherd. You know, that's just how I'm wired. So I think God's call to me during this time was uh, to lead well, you know, to really uh try to nurture folks through this, love them through it, and, uh, yeah, check on them. And I think that's been very important. So, um, yeah, it was humbling to find out, like, hey, I think this is a big part of your strength. But it's good because I think uh, <laughs> it's been neat for me and my family to try to do that in different ways and uh, try to connect with folks in our small community. And I'd be like you said, there have been a few new folks that have jumped on board, and but I think that need is there, you know. So I think uh, one of the things I'll come out of this valuing more as, uh, yeah, just trying to shepherd people, trying to be um, who Jesus wants me to be and, and use my uh, strengths and or weaknesses to try to advance the kingdom of God. So uh, I think uh, I'm coming out of this loving that role even more and trying to make sure I'm fulfilling that role uh, in the next year. And I think, <laughs> I hate to keep harping on it, but 2020 is going to be like a safe word for me. Like, I'm not going to use it anymore. It's going on a bad list. I'm just like, don't say that. Don't, no, don't mention that. It's not going to come up. Well, yeah, Keith, you've done, you have done a great job, you know, in our local area of shepherding and, you know, pulling people together, um, which has definitely been encouraging. You know, I've been, I've been learning a lot just by watching you. Uh, and I would say that's something similar to me, like values and commitments that have maybe been clarified or, or deepened as a result of the first six months of this year is just the value of relationships and that relationships are, are something that you have to, you have to fight for. Mm -hmm. And I think that's become even more clear in um, the age of social distancing and, and limiting the amount of people that can gather. And I think in a good way, it has highlighted that relationships don't just happen. Relationships take work, they take initiative, especially if you're the more mature believer or if you're the parent and you're trying to relate with your children, then 
then you do have to take the initiative and you have to put in the effort. And so that's a, that's a commitment and a value that has deepened for me. Another one that I would say has become more and more clear as the months have passed is that, you know, we're responsible for what we give our attention to. And I think this is a big one in 2020 mm. for me. I was uh, thinking about this verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, and it says that all of us with unveiled face, uh, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. And the picture there is that if we fix our eyes on Jesus, it's like looking into a mirror. That's who, that's who we're supposed to look like. That's, that's how we're supposed to be. But we're by nature, we are image bearers. And so in a sense, I think this works no matter what you're staring at, no matter what's mm. on the other side of that mirror, you're going to begin to take on the characteristics and the qualities of that thing. And so we're living in a time where, you know, you can be uninformed about some of the problems that are facing the world, but you can also be over-informed about what's going on in the world. And so that's, that's really struck me this this first six months of this year is that I need to be purposeful about what I'm staring at, you know, what I'm giving my attention to, because you are going to begin to adopt the, uh, the qualities and the characteristics of that thing. And so in an age of social media and news on demand, um, you know, we can really begin to reflect the wrong kind of qualities because we're not keeping our eyes fixed mm. on Jesus. And so that's a value and a commitment that has, I think, been become clearer to me. What about you, Abby? Yeah, those are all really good. I think it's funny, Keith, that you felt like learning your strengths was humbling and like, <laughs> you're so cute. I would be like, yay, I know my strengths now. Um, but great, you're so humble. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really think, um, I don't want to be like one of those crazy people that stands on street corners or anything, but really do think we're like in some end times yeah. um maybe not like the end so don't don't get all crazy on me but um i have a child his name is justice his name is justice Tyrion, actually and i when we named him i knew that his name was prophetic and in fact i had a hard time with the name for a, a while but brett stood strong so that's what we named him um justice in itself um justice that comes from the Lord has really come to my mind a lot this year, especially as we've just dealt with a lot of turmoil within our country and injustice and just thinking about how what Jesus promises us um, through him is so much better and that the things of this world just do not measure up, you know? Um, so I think just turning to Jesus, we've already talked about that during this already, but it's worth saying again, um, just not finding my solution in politics or social justice or any of the other crazy things. Um, Social media on its little own seems to think it can solve the problems. <laughs> it can't. <laughs> so um, so I have just been reaffirmed in that. And then his middle name is Tyrion, which is from um, not from Game of Thrones. I promise. <laughs> I've never I don't even know anything about that. But I apparently it's than, from that, too. Yeah, he's older than Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, at least the oh, series, the movie series. Apparently there's a book, too. But yeah, oh, books. Gotcha. I don't know. Okay, this Tyrion is from C.S. Lewis's Last Battle. 
and it's the last book of the Chronicles of Narnia. And um, there's a line. I'm going to read it to you. Um, so this is when Tyrion meets Aslan, the lion, who is Jesus, essentially. And so he throws himself at the lion's feet and the lion kissed him and said, well done, last king of Narnia, who stood firm at the darkest hour. And I've been thinking about this a lot this year. Um, it's what we prayed for our son, but I think I'm, it's now my prayer for myself and for all of us that we would stand firm in the darkest hour. Hmm. Um, I honestly can't think of hours getting much darker. I know they can. <laughs> and I just want to use these particular dark hours as practice. Like, hmm. let's stand firm. Let's not just lay down and... Um, I don't know, go to sleep and hope we wake up when it's over. So uh, I think that's been a real um, change in my priorities and how I see things. So uh, anyway, my kid's name is very prophetic in this day. So here we are. Okay, so we don't have much time left, guys, but let's try to fit one last thing in. Each of us share just one tip we have to maybe get us all to December because we've got to get there. We've got to get to 20, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just want to encourage our uh, viewers, our listeners, our community to kind of go through the same process that we have this past week. I think it was really good for me. Um, and hopefully it'll be encouraging for them as well. So maybe just make some time to process and do it away from your device. Make sure you don't have your smartphone on you. Um, try to try to minimize the distractions. Um, and then the only other thing I would say as you're processing, and I don't think it needs to be like for, for us, I think we took 20, 30 minutes. So it's not like you have to take a, a day, um, but just take some time to step back and uh, make sure that you're limiting the distractions. Uh, I am an external processor. And so if you need to actually talk through it with someone, I'm not saying that you have to go out in the woods by yourself. <laughs> some of you, maybe that's what you should do because you actually need to, to withdraw to reflect and process and journal but for some of us, it actually helps us to talk through things. So Cindy and I actually talked through our reflections on the past six months, and it was it was really good just to hear what God's been teaching her. It helped me think through some of what I've been wrestling with. And so that would be my, my big tip is God is still in control, and it's helpful for us to step back and try to get a glimpse of what it is that he's doing in our own lives and, and in the world. And I think it, you'll walk away encouraged and hopeful in a time that um, is filled with a lot of bad news and uncertainty. Um, that's really our anchor. So that's hmm. that's what I would say. Yeah, that's good, Andrew. I think for me, uh, I think back to a time in the Old Testament where David, for, if you haven't studied uh, 1 Samuel 29, 30, those are chapters that are worth <clears throat> really digging into, but uh, pretty much David was in the midst of 2020. Uh, everything yeah. was going this way, that way. Couldn't lean on anybody, true. but uh, it says in verse 6, 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, that he, David found strength in the Lord his God, mm -hmm. you know, and I think we all each individually have to find out how we can uh, strengthen ourselves in the Lord our God. So uh, yeah, you guys know about all of the big stuff, the COVID, everything that happened with uh, the social injustice. But for me personally, like I lost um, a cousin earlier this year. Uh, just It just happened. You know, he had been through a lot of stuff. But then recently, a, a good friend back home, uh, kind of step cousin, distant cousin, but uh, he was he lost his life to the gun violence in Chicago, you know. And um, yeah, it was neat to try to lean on the Lord in that moment. So what that looked like for me was Steph was hanging out in the kitchen. I just went up to her, gave her a hug, and, you know, 
let uh let whatever out I had to get out because uh yeah you can get overwhelmed by hmm. like you guys said getting oversaturated with bad news but it was neat to get comforted um by God in that moment you know and uh to find my strength in him so my tip is just however you can find your strength in the Lord because uh he's available and he's really ready he has that strength to give to you hmm. that's good Keith and I'm glad you also went and got a hug because I, I think just knowing what you needed in that mm-hmm. moment, you know, your physical touch is important to you and Jesus can't give that to you. But I actually have a quote on my wall that says that he uses people to actually, you know, mm-hmm. impact us and use us. So, mm-hmm. you know, find your people, find your people that, you know, are pouring into you in a good way that are pointing you to Jesus and just dig deep with those people. Um, it's hard these days to have connections with others. So all the more reason for us to make it in a priority to prioritize the people that are going to really impact us and help us. And then also find the people that are hurting um, and be willing to find the space to help them. Um, even if it means, you know, driving across town to give somebody a hug. I had to do that this year. It was very humbling actually. Um, because I realized that that's, that was what I needed to do. I didn't have any other like wisdom to give them. I, I needed to give them a hug. Um, and so I think, uh, just finding those, those two different directions, those people that we can prioritize and just double down on it. Cause we're going to get through this <laughs> as uh, followers of Jesus. Um, and I think we're going to look back on 2020, hopefully with, um, just being grateful for what the Lord has done in the midst of, a a deserty season for sure. Um, so friends, um, as you're listening, we hope you do go and take a look at these same questions that we talked about um, for yourself. We would love to hear your feedback, what the Lord spoke to you about. I know it would encourage me. So um, definitely leave us comments, send us um, an email at info at into the harvest.org. Um, we also would love it if you would subscribe, if you haven't already and share this with your friends because that's the best way sharing is caring friends this was fun i had a great time talking to you about 2020 so far <sighs> six more months we can do it <laughs> we got that. you guys next time <laughs> bye thanks for being part of our community if you find this podcast valuable there are many ways you can support it you can review it on itunes stitcher or wherever you happen to listen to it you can share it on social media with your friends Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.